The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am group. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another episode issue. Oh. Now, see, you did so well last week. I know. You did. You issue, 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 issue. <laughs> and I knew it was too good to last, and here we go. Although, you know, we do have episodes sometimes. I think I'm having one right now. We have episodic <laughs> issues, or is it episodic? Episodic issues. Yeah, there you go. There's that too. Welcome to another issue with Mighty Marvel Geeks. Um, you've already heard from the guys, so thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are the Intrepid Trio, Eric, Kylan, and myself, whoever. Um, Mike. <laughs> you a Mike. Are we right. having to do a mic check? I count four. That is the mic check. I count four. Kylan's wait, got one. He, Eric's got one. And then there's two here. Oh, wait. Now if, if, now, if he trips and falls, does that make it a mic drop? I think so. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. <laughs> hey, look, I'm on my, if I hold the mobile device up, it's a microphone. <laughs> Uh, you really need to change your last name to Rofone. You do. Yeah. So that way you can be like the, the guy that's credited in all those props there at uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I freaking love that ride. I the, the, t- the one time I was at Disney, on my birthday, I rode that ride like three times. So just saying how how long ago was it? Did you know that they changed made an edit to uh, Steven Tyler's hand to remove him giving the shocker symbol? Uh, OK, now, mind you, when I was there, it was uh, heck. Wow. Two thousand five. 
He was. It's he been was, since then. It's been since then. So it's, it's been it, it got changed like four or five years ago. So did they, I don't know, and I didn't. I maybe because I just wasn't looking that hard. What did he, did he do? Was that the part where like is it like when you're? Wait a minute! Kid? I love that idea. Okay. Uh, they're they're in the control room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She says and to him, to she says to him, what, you want a limo for everyone? And he literally goes like this. Wait a minute. I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thankfully, you can't see what he just did. <laughs> and if you're wondering what that is, <laughs> go freaking Google it because we ain't going to tell you on this show. Oh, because I'm 12. Oh, my God. Now, see, the sad thing is I, I, I noticed it, but I didn't think anything about it. I was just kind of like, well, that's just me being perpetually 12 years old and and seeing stuff that may not be there. Turns out, well, I was seeing it because it was supposed to be there. Well, they're well, rock, they're rock stars, stars. They're 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 with, stuff. with stuff. See, I, I saw yeah, it I, the get I saw going. the get going. But I know Steven Tyler, well. Tyler as well. It's typical. That's a typical yeah. Tyler gesture. Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, check out the homepage. Right hand side is our affiliates, our partners like um, the Pop Insider, like Bitty Boomers, which they got Venom and Carnage Bitty Boomers now. They also have the child eating a frog Bitty Boomer. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Um. <laughs> Also, too, check out superhero stuff with their hero boxes and the many other um, partners we have, uh, Heroes and Villains. And they just put out a bunch of new Marvel stuff as well, um, I believe. So check them out. Uh, also, too, check out our web store, web stores, our normal web store and our T public store, which I'm still working on getting the Hellabus up on the store. <laughs> I downloaded the picture somewhere. I can't find it again. Kylan, I may need you to resend it. Okay. Actually, just drop it in the drop it in the Google Drive. Okay. That way I know where it's at. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got that coming. Uh I may do a there there may be a a face a new face mask design coming for us as well. Um I don't know. I I, th- I think we talked about it doing it with uh the Hellabus and maybe I'll throw the Mighty Marvel Geeks logo in place of the VW logo on the <laughs> Hellabus. Yeah, you probably would want to do that. Yeah. Um so but big week. Um uh, we're gonna talk a little WandaVision. Now I think we need to specify when we are recording this. Because normally we record on Thursday nights right before the new episode drops on Friday. Uh, So pretty much all of our fan theories are shot anyway. But this week, because of some scheduling shenanigans, we are having to record this on Monday night. Now, the good news to that is that the episode is still pretty fresh in our minds. So, yeah. So just oh, yeah. to say, any any fan theory we throw out in this in this issue, you know, we reserve the right to go. Yeah, we were wrong later. Right. Oh, and and we have said, well, yeah, we've been wrong. Yeah. Um, Dear God, we screwed that up. <laughs> so, um, but before we get to that, did we talk about? Uh, of course, I just had a reminder about it. Uh, did we talk about Blade? Not being rated R, it's going to have a PG rating. I don't see that lasting. I don't see it either. You know, I just, 
Um, okay, so I know that there. Yeah, because what we talked about was how with uh, Deadpool was going to be the only R-rated MCU, which, right. and then we by extension that meant that Blade would would not be rated R. And I mean, okay, I think of it like this: if we look at the Expendable series, okay. So now, Expendables one was rated R, very popular. And remember, serves me right. Was Expendables two? Did they make it PG thirteen because they wanted to try and ease up all the violence and bring make it so that more kids could see it? And as much as I love the Expendables series, you noticed a difference. And uh, I think uh, let's see here. I'm trying to remember if it was two or if it was three that was made PG thirteen. Well, let's see what uh, let's see what it says on I to the M to the D B B B. Uh, no, Expendables two was rated R. So Expendables three was PG. Well, let's let's look at let's see how. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're gonna make either Blade or Deadpool a PG thirteen, Blade would work better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is possible to. Get away with it without. Okay, so maybe you'll necessarily need the decapitations. Um, there, it, it, so you, we're talking about him fighting vampires. So there's gonna be blood. Now there doesn't need to be like a full-on blood rave for you, like you got in the first Blade movie. Yeah. But you know how much blood can you get? Can you have in a PG-13 and it be okay? Yeah. Uh, Expendables three was PG-13. Okay, so. No, so and that right there, there tells a, you how much blood you have because there's still quite a bit in 13 or that's in, true. in Expendables 3. That's yeah. true. Now, the other thing is, and, and this is something I was thinking about when I heard this, was you could give Blade, you could upgrade his weapons so that his sword cauterizes. You could do that so that, you know, even though, you know, oh, even so, though we're, you, so we're going to go silver samurai with his swords. You could. You go lightsaber. That's what you're talking about. You're talking about a anti-vampire lightsaber. Well, basically, well, you can say that's what silver does, you know, because yeah. vampires like silver. So you could. Oh, and that's what silver samurai had. His, his sword heated up. So when it sliced, it cauterized. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know. You could. And now, mind you, I know that's like an if, if, if type of thing. It could be done. It definitely is more possible with Blade than it is with Deadpool. Yes. Uh, and the truth is, if the fighting, I'll be, uh, and I, I'm an action junkie. If the fighting is good, then, you know, I'm not going to really notice the blood. Or lack of as much. Yeah, you know? I mean, think of you know, Bruce Lee. Think of those movies, right? Was were there fountains of spurting blood in Bruce Lee? No, not, not Bruce Lee had some problems. really good movies. Yes, he did. The fighting was phenomenal. And now, mind you, back then those movies were rated R for violence. If you look yes. at those movies today, they probably would be PG thirteen. Yeah, because. Back then, you know, back when Bruce Lee was making his movies, they didn't have a PG-13. Right. I think the original Red Dawn, I think, was one of the the very first, if not the first, PG-13s. Uh, I believe Red Dawn was. Wait. It was either Red knew, Dawn or the Red. No, it was either Red Dawn or uh, one Indiana Jones that tipped it. No, it was Red Dawn. You found it? According to History.com, it was the first movie to be released with a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. 
because the MPAA, Motion Picture Association of America, had announced the new PG-13 category the month before Red Dawn premiered. And back then, truth is, there was very there's a there was a slight 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 difference between what you got away with R and with PG thirteen. Now there's a bigger difference between R and thirteen. But back then, there were like things I saw in PG uh, PG thirteen movie, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know. Well, but um, it was because of violence and gore in films like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Gremlins that yeah. led. And it was Steven Spielberg who suggested a new intermediate rating between PG and, and R. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. Now, also, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Captain America, Winter Soldier. Those were some totally killer fight scenes. Yeah. Yes. Did not have blood. No. In my opinion, the best fight scenes in all of the MCU or in that movie. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. And so. I just... The the thought of a Blade PG-13 movie doesn't really bother me that much. Maybe I'm a filthy casual. I don't know. <laughs> but it just – it does not bother me like a Deadpool PG-13 would. Right. Now, if they do – if they do – after the original movie is released and are, if they do the PG-13 variant like they did with Deadpool 2 – yeah. I could go for that because that, yeah, that variant where they gave it the Princess Bride treatment. Yeah. What was fun? Well, see, that's Deadpool is really about the only franchise that could pull that off. Right. Right. And because is- you don't you're not supposed to take anything in Deadpool seriously. No. Right. And like you knew what scenes they had changed stuff because like like in the first scene where he's taking out the Yakuza bosses, like in that particular scene, it was decapitations, decapitation-o-rama is what it was. Now, in the PG th- PG-13 version, you still you still got to see what was going on to a certain degree, but they made certain strategic cuts, haha, so that you did see, you know, the, the, the blood spurting out and the heads coming off the bodies and that sort of thing. But you still got the satisfaction of the scene. It, it, it took some masterful editing to do that, but it worked. But like yeah. I said, Deadpool is one of those series is a, one of those franchises where it's not supposed to be taken seriously, and maybe that's why they can get away with it. Yep. Blade is definitely a darker character, yeah. darker property. Um, I I would like to see. I, I would be okay with PG thirteen. I would be even more okay with it if, like Mike said, we got the bonus of an R version. Yeah. After. Just so we could see what it could be. Because, I mean, there are those of us that grew up with the Wesley Snipes version, or we were yeah. already grown. Let, let's, and, let's get the theater theatrical version. Let's make it PG-13. Right. Shoot the film like it's going to be R, and make that your director's cut. I like that. Now, here's a question, because Dawn asked me this the other night. Uh, the other day, because I was watching Blade 3. She asked me, she said, do you think that Wesley Snipes will get uh, have some type of cameo. I would hope. I my think is yes. Uh, the reality is we have an MCU because of Blade. Okay, and 
right, and so think of it. Right, so think of it like this: before Blade, unless you were part of two properties from our distinguished competition, up to that point, Marvel, anything that Marvel had produced had not been received well yeah and either because of the quality or or like if somebody oh that's a comic book movie i'm not interested right i just feel like you took a shot at howard no i'm just being i'm just saying (laughs) well no but it's right though it's right if it fits i sits so now if it quacks like a duck yeah or like a duck So then when we get Blade, now Marvel Marvel did something smart with Blade because a lot of people who were not your typical comic book audience weren't aware that Blade was a character. At the same time, Blade was showing up on the animated Spider-Man series. Mm-hmm. And it was the movie version of Blade because the movie version of Blade is completely different from the comic version at this point. Yes. Yep. So... After we get the first Blade movie and you see that you see a Marvel gets a credit, all of a sudden people are like, I just saw a comic book movie. And wait, I can see a comic book movie and I actually enjoy it. And it's not all tights and capes. And then shortly after that, we get X-Men and Spider-Man and it goes and then and then some years later, we get the MCU. I just say and and I, I believe I'm a firm believer that because of the success of the Blade franchise. Even after people found out that this was a comic book franchise, people still flocked to it. You know, even though each of the movies had varying degrees of financial success, they were still, it's a still well-received franchise. And we're not going to talk about the TV series, okay? But... That was horrible. We're not going to talk about the TV series. But, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people got introduced to comic book movies because of Blade. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Marvel continued because Marvel's first movie is not that Marvel has Marvel has very few heroes with capes, but Marvel's first movie is a what I would call a second tier hero in the public sense of it. Unless you unless you're a comic reader, the average person knows very little about Iron Man, just like the average person knew next to nothing about Blade. And then you grew from there. And that's the reason why. And I think that that was, I don't know if they subconsciously or if they consciously looked to Blade and the success that they got from Blade to help build the MCU. And that might be a quantum leap from doing that. But I still think that it's because of Blade that we have an MCU, if that makes sense. It does. And I I don't think I could say that you're wrong because... Unless we can get Tom Falco on here to talk to, to tell us what he thinks about that again. Well, Tom DeFalco would just said, "Yeah, why not?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think that you're onto something. That uh, Blade kind of up to that point, people attributed comic book movies as basically a continuation of the Batman TV show. Right. Right. The, as uh, Adam West called it, the theater of the absurd. Mm-hmm. So you figured there had to be, you know, it, well, it's kind of like animation said, well, that's for children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You think animation is for children? Well, I'm going to sit you down and make you watch Akira. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Fist Vampire of North D. Star. Vampire oh, yes. Hunter D. Vampire Hunter D for the win. 
and, and, and you can see whether or not animation is just for kids. Spoiler alert, it's not. It, you know, it, it, and I think that it did it did my geeky heart good to sit there and watch that movie. Now, mind you, I was already a Wesley Snipes fan because of Passenger 57. So I was already uh-huh. a fan there. Um, and the trailer. I remember the first time I saw the trailer and I got freaking goosebumps. And yeah. I was practically counting down. And I mean, this movie got coverage in Black Belt Magazine. It got coverage in all, like, you know, I think Wizard was around at that point. So it got coverage everywhere. So, they were, so you know, they were getting the geeks. They were getting the martial arts people. They were getting the action nuts. They were getting everyone. And everybody who had even a toe in the water as far as uh, interest in this movie came to see it. And there was a huge payoff, you yes. know? Um I think that and, and, and I'm not saying I don't know if that is what we're going to get with this blade, if that is setting the bar too high. I think it might be, you know, I, I don't I, I don't want to. I want to try and separate the two and I don't know, see this one as something that is fitting in a separate part of the MCU, you know? Yeah, I would try to avoid comparing the two too closely. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's, you know, how old is the is the first Blade movie? Uh, that had to have been 96? 25, 30 years, that range. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, movies, especially comic book-inspired movies, have come a long way since then. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one reason why I haven't watched watched that movie lately, uh, mainly just because I don't want my memories of that to to be disturbed, to be disrupted by reality. Right. It, you, you know, you know that when you when you watch a movie that you loved as, when you were younger, I was about to say as a kid, but even then I wasn't a kid. Um, when you when there's something that you really have good memories of, and then you revisit it, mm-hmm. and then you're sitting there going, "Well, why did I think this was the hot shizzle?" Right. I, I, I don't. I don't want my memories of Blade to be tarnished by by whether or not it aged well. It, you know, and there's, I, I like when I sat down. Now, mind you, like it's weird. Like when I was watching Blade Three, I was ca- I caught the tail end of it actually. And the thing is, and and now Blade Three was like my introduction to Ryan Reynolds as an action star. Because okay. prior, up to that point, he was the guy from Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. You know. Okay. All right. So. Of the three movies, that is probably the third. My, my that that's like my least favorite of the three. Least favorite, saying that one is maybe a seven. Number two is probably an eight, and number one's like a ten. So okay. that being said, number three kind of grew on me a little bit, and maybe it's because if I if I look at it on its own merits, don't not in comparison to the other two, it, it's a halfway decent movie, and it's probably the most comic book of the three movies. Okay. Uh, it brings in Hannibal King, and it brings in uh, Whistler's daughter, and it brings in Drake, uh, Dracula. You know, so it bring it brings in those characters all from the comic. But I'm like you, I get it, because there's been some movies where I'm like, you know what? 
it's a Saturday afternoon. I'm going to watch Blah. I loved that movie when I was. And then I'm like, why did I do that to myself? You know, and, and now yeah. that good time that you had is ruined. Right. You know, I get it. So I don't know. I, I, I would I, I, I but as I say, I'm saying all that and to say that. I do hope I hope that Wesley and I have every confidence that Marvel would offer Wesley something as a nod to what he brought to the character, but make Blade its own thing. Okay, what if he played uh, the mentor role? I would like he plays Whistler. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I could totally see that. You know, I mean, yeah, I think that would be a perfect nod to his past. If he's not, you know, it's like we're not saying he's Blade, but he's Blade. Right. Right. Like he he was a he, he obviously was a hunter. And so, yeah. Yeah. So um, to move it, moving along. Did we talk about last week? Because I don't remember. Modoc got a release date. Yes. Oh yeah, we did. We did, didn't we? We touched yeah. on. Yeah. I, w- I was wrong. It's not March. It's May twenty first of this year. I think oh, I yeah. said March. Well, yeah, they 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 threw both out there, but then it was like you know, but then it was like, oh, it's May. Okay. okay. Now, since we have talked, uh, Zawi Ashton is to play the villain in Captain Marvel two. And it looks like it would be uh, Moonstone as a potential villain. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Did Moonstone end up joining? It wasn't Moonstone an Avenger at one point. I think Moonstone was an Avenger. Yeah. There's also the the possibility that she could play Ferenki, the skull, the Squirrel Empress as well. Let's see here, uh, Moonstone. There is a history between her and Monica Rambo. Not, I don't, I don't think romantic. I'm just saying they, they've, uh, yeah, they, they've, they've, uh, they've met. Let's see. She has, according to MarvelFandom.com, uh, let's see. She has also gone under the aliases of Meteorite, Ms. Marvel, Captain Marvel. Miss Moon and a few others. Let's see affiliation. Uh, the Ravencroft Institute, formerly Thunderbolts, Army of Evil, Masters of Evil, Dark Avengers, Femazons, the Corporation, Doctor Faustus, and Blackout. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Her real name is Carla Sofen yep. or Sofen. I don't know what what character name that that she was uh, she was announced as. Uh, but- Rumored to be one or the other, or either Moonstone or Carla, or well, uh, Carla and Moonstone are the right. same person, or either Carla slash Moonstone or the Scroll Empress, one or the okay. other. Okay, so uh, I do know we talked about Spider Man three title. Yes, I'm um, just double checking here. Big Hero, there's an update. I don't remember if we touched on this about Big Hero six potentially coming to live action in the MCU. Uh, according to Variety, that's not happening, so we will carry on to WandaVision. <laughs> we started off the show talking about one roller coaster, and now we are transitioning to another. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> All we can say is... <laughs> yeah, you yep. said it. And I brought notes, guys, so when we're ready to jump to to go for this, I, I got notes. So well, I'll tell you what, Kylan. Oh, spoiler alert! Head us off. Steer that ship. All right. All 
right. So the first thing, Agatha. Okay. So now in comics, so she's been alive since 10,500 BC. Uh, uh, well, since at least 10,000 BC before Atlantis sank beneath the ocean. Uh, although technically she's not a villain. She was hired at one point. We mentioned this on the show as Reed Richards, Reed and Sue Richards, uh, or Reed Richards and Sue Storms, nanny to Franklin. Uh, now, and just like in the show, she did get put on trial by her coven, but it involved her, her, her villainous son, Nicholas Scratch, and she was eventually given her freedom. So far, we haven't seen Nicholas. We have... Or have we? Or, yeah, maybe we have because of the rabbit. Mr. Uh, Scratchy. Mr. Scratchy. Fake Pietro? Yeah. Pietro. Pietro? Pietro. <laughs> so, that could have been him, too. So, I mean, now, I, I, got, I got some additional notes, so if you want to just talk about that, we can talk about that, and I got other stuff to jump into. So, so the thing is, I liked that we got her... Pretty much comics accurate, accurate outfit. I'm, I'm not going to call it a costume. The only yeah. thing is this one, this Agatha is obviously younger than Agatha is in the comics. Right. Well, let's let's be honest. You really don't want somebody who looks older than Betty White. No, you don't. No, no, no. Because a comics accurate Agatha would be Betty a very White. Old- <laughs> Yeah, it would be Betty White. And if you're going to do it, I mean, heck with it. Um, Of course, now that I've said that, part of me actually kind of wanted to see that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But the the thing is, she, uh, like you said, she's not totally, she's not always a villain. We'll put it that way. Uh, She's not always a villain, but she's definitely not a hero either. And she did say that fake Pietro was not actually a person. He was a, what'd she call it? Christolic projection. I thought she Mm -hmm. she called him a golem. Um, I don't remember the word golem used or precious for that matter, Mm -hmm. because she did say, you know, necromancy was a non-starter because her real brother's body was on a different continent and full of holes. Right. So, I mean, it could be, it, it could be a golem. It could be basically like a hard light rimmer hologram. So, you know, and the thing is, this is going to be, this is interesting because what we're seeing as magic um, like her version of magic, is, is it really, is it just her ability to tap into that realm or does she actually have powers and she just calls it magic? Uh, now, and well, you know what I mean? You see, like, it's sort of like how Dr. Strange, like Stephen Strange in and of himself does not have powers. No, but he's able to tap into, you know, he's able to tap into the mystic realm and channel that into this world. Right. Right. You know, whereas certain people are able to do certain things that, you know, just because in and of themselves, they have those powers. And see, to me, that's sort of that those two things are different, but you know, the thing is we, we don't magic is still new, new for us in this world. Yes. So there's Uh, a lot that we don't know and a lot that's unwritten. Right. Well, it's the thing about Wanda in the comics, they've kind of gone back and forth on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, she's kind of like the, the line that's kind of blurred between powers and, and, and magic magic. 
and depending on however she's been retconned at the time or the writer at the time, um, just you know, chaos magic. Well, that's that's what Agatha called it in uh, in episode eight. Mm-hmm. But oh lord, I should have pulled this up. Uh, the old Marvel role playing game uh, just said like probability hex. Oh yeah, let me actually let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, da, 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 da. You know, I'm thinking myself because I almost would be, I almost feel like that I'm at this point now where it would really benefit me to find uh find a copy of that game just so I could use it as a reference. Cause that was a amazingly good and accurate source for powers in the MCU in the Marvel uh universe. You well, know? yeah, see that's the whole problem with trying to you know, bring super super powered individuals into a role playing game is because you're trying to apply structure where none where none existed to begin with. Right. Right. Um, let's see. You basically had uh, it, it, these powers would depend on the writer at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, writer A thinks that Spider-Man can lift 40 tons. Well, writer B thinks, well, he can only lift one. So you're going to have that go back and forth, back and forth. Right. All right. Yeah. So. Until, like, cause it's like, even when, even when the guide to the Marvel universe came out, that, that, that was, a, that was it, a guide. You know, it wasn't. But yeah. I do have I do have notes about chaos magic, at least as far as the MCU is concerned. So, in regards to chaos magic, so we're talking about spells capable of warping, manipulating, and or reconstructing reality and the very fabric of existence, and can cause total chaos and destruction to the cosmos. It's the most unstable and hardest to control of the types of magic. Now, I'm going to throw this out there, and I don't know if people can think about this or you can discard it. It it may be neutralized or weakened by order magic, and there is one well-known order magic user, Dr. Doom. Okay. Are, are you saying, are you trying to lift the, uh, plant the seeds for Dr. Doom showing up? I, see, here's the thing. I don't know. I, I Here's the thing. Apparently, if it's going to be if if we if we know that there's chaos magic out there, I don't know. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Fan theory time. We know that we know that chaos magic is out there. Okay, that's a that's a known. Uh, it's been established. That that's been established. Now here's a question mark. Sokovia is still out there, decimated, but still out there. What if? Somebody comes to be a leader and to unite the country to bring it up out of this uh, out of this uh, state of disarray, and he changes the name of the country to Latveria. Some people have said that Sokovia could become Latveria if that. Well, countries do change names from time to time. What if Sokovia was formerly Latveria? Hey, look at New York. It was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it? I can't say. I guess they liked it better that way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it took a little bit of digging because uh, Scarlet Witch was not in the the main players or judges book, but there is a an Avengers Coast to Coast supplement. 
-hmm. And here it has known powers, says Hexspheres. This power is a unique and formidable type of matter and energy control that causes unlikely events to occur to the target. Wanda cannot cause the impossible to happen. She cannot create objects from nothing or nullify gravity, for example. But her power is otherwise limited only by her imagination. For example, she can cause a device to suddenly malfunction, cause an object to collapse or fall apart, or deflect projectiles or energy bolts in flight. Uh, let's see. Since she began formal training with Agatha Harkness, Wanda's control over her hex spheres has steadily improved. Uh, now it has here magical abilities. Wanda's hex spheres have seen magical in effect, and some have assumed that she was a true sorceress. She also has the potential to wield powerful magic. The potential was implanted by the demon Cthon when Wanda was born, but she only recently sought training in magic from a true sorceress. Guess who? Agatha Harkness. Wanda has an intuitive sense, quote-unquote, sense of mystical events, has had dreams foretelling great danger, has detected the mystical impression left on a ritual object by its previous user, has taught mirror weather control magic to her teenage student, and has at least twice used a magical ceremony to commune with spirits in other dimensions. If you are using... Uh, MHAC 9, Realms of Magic, uh, source book, as part of your campaign, most of these power stunts are formally defined as magical powers. Mm. So, yeah, so even then, let's see, when was this, when was this printed? Um, all right, can't see there. Uh, does not say, but it was, it was TSR, so... Back when they were still around. Uh, so that I think is that from so that is that from Marvel Heroes Superheroes One or Marvel Superheroes Two or no no uh, is that Advanced Marvel Superheroes because I think it was Marvel Superheroes and Advanced Marvel Superheroes. Uh, this says official Advanced Game Accessory, so I'm guessing this is Advanced version. Oh wait a minute, here's the here's the print date. All right, uh, all right, 1986. Okay, I mean, so 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 we have uh, so Agatha obviously is able to read some type of magic magical abilities within mm -hmm. Wanda. So I mean, hmm. well, and a couple of her comments, you know, kind of stuck out with me. Mm -hmm. It's you know, she made the comment of the Mind Stone basically. Uh, so what that's she said basically her powers would have died on the vine right except for the fact that she encountered the mind stone and they amplified them. it basically it's kind of like achievement unlocked mm -hmm. if you know how you when you're playing a video game and you unlock a certain skill or unlock a certain uh, power up right right when i was watching that sequence that's kind of what kind of went on in my mind mm -hmm. it's kind of like achievement unlocked discovered scarlet witch yeah right yeah so so the so the the the, the things that she was able to do prior to her time with hydra basically that would have been it and it would have eventually gone away yeah probably Okay, speaking of her time at Hydra, I find it interesting. Her powers, not only is it from the Tesseract, but also from the Mind Stone. Well, see, I don't see, I don't think that it had anything to do with the Tesseract. Do you think it's all Mind Stone? 
really, I don't even know how much the Mind Stone affected it other than unlocking the potential. Okay. Right. But I, but I think the power boost did come from the, tes- from the Tesseract, which was the Power Stone. The Tesseract is the Space Stone. Yeah. Te- yeah te- te- the Power Stone is what, Ro- uh, what uh, Ronan the Accuser was after. Okay. So, hmm. See, okay. So now... So you so you're thinking that her interaction with two of the Infinity Stones, like so, it didn't. The only thing, well, it's a heck of a thing. Don't get me wrong, but what that did was just kind of unlock that ability for her. Like yeah. it, it was like inherently open, the- like opened her mind. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense. It's the mind stone, right? It unlocks the block. The it unlocks her mind. So basically to unleash it, basically right. to open the door. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. I, yeah, I'm good with that. So, all right then. So now, so what we're seeing her do then is would still, would just be basically, basically be magic then, right? I mean, based on what Agatha's definition is. So what Wanda is doing is magic. Yeah. Yeah. Because the question is still out there because um, they showed the this is where the, the one inconsistency that everyone's been bringing up um, was truly how did the parents die? Because it said one thing in Age of Ultron. We see something else in WandaVision. Well, all right. But we don't see it in Age of Ultron. Somebody is saying their memories about it. Right. But what's to say, you know, there's a question, uh, you know, Agatha asked Wanda, what about the bomb? It didn't go off. We were there for days. Well, did Wanda actually affect it and not realize she did affect it? Well, I mean, that that's what that, you know, I, I was thinking about that because that is something that Agatha is hinting at. But I mean, that bomb, if that was the case, that bomb would have should have gone off. After they left, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, and now, and, and maybe the only see if the whole time that Wanda and Pietro were there, and it didn't go off. I would say Wanda affected it if, when they left, it did detonate. Now, the thing is, we don't know that. So exactly because right as she's about to, while she's reaching out, a little Wanda is is reaching out. Agatha pulls her out of it. So right. we don't know if she hits those little red wobbly woos mm-hmm. and, and and hit it or – and plus, we're also looking at it from memories, from Wanda's own memories. Mm-hmm. And in an age of Ultron, we're hearing about somebody else's memories. Right. Right. You – each of you, you and your wife can be talking about an event that happened that both of y'all were there for. Mm-hmm. And likely your stories will not 100% line up because you're remembering things slightly differently. Right. I mean, you'll get the you will get the big picture lined up, but she'll remember details that you didn't and vice versa. That's true. Right. I mean, you if you got five people to witness a car accident, you have uh-huh. five different stories yeah. about the accident. You you just are. Right. So to me, that's not a consistency error. Right. Because you are not witnessing the event. Right. Um, here's something else. Uh kind of and, and, and it's tied to 
Wanda and Pietro. Now, this is their time in the apartment. Um, so Wanda and Pietro were 10 when the apartment was bombed. So based on the timing of the MCU, that puts it at 98, 99. Okay. But there were DVDs of Malcolm in the Middle Season 1, which finished in 2000, but the DVD wouldn't have been out for another year or two, okay? And actually, there, 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 there are some other DVDs there that are in there that had not been produced until 2007, 2008. Right. So I don't know if this is a case of us overthinking or if Wanda was able, I don't know, to tra- to go forward to bring those DVDs to I, I, that. That's an if that that's a big yeah. If, if it's a, and that that's me jumping off a cliff. But you know, uh, again, though, we're looking this at this through the projection of Wanda's memories, right? And timing is always off. Yeah, timing. On the other hand, it could just be a continuity error there. Right. But but if I think it's called the Mandela effect, you think something happened, but it really didn't. Right. So she may be, you know, her her memories is she's probably. It, you know, projecting the Malcolm in the Middle in with the other DVDs because they're all her favorite sitcoms. Right. So, you know, they may or may not have actually been in there, but she associates Malcolm in the Middle with her favorite sitcoms. So, so it's in there her, in her flashback. May, right. Right. And and that that would make sense because, like you said, this is this is not a hard. This is exactly how this happened. We're not going back in time to witness this. We're going back in her mind. Right. Right. Um, And something and this is something else that like talking about the whole scene with the Mind Stone, Uh, the apparition that's there. Uh huh. So the whole Scarlet Witch. Now, within Sokovian culture, the name is mythical. So, you know, it's not so because really up to this point, you know, Wanda doesn't have a code name. Like, no, she doesn't. She's like a Jean Grey. Yeah, she's like a Jean Grey, you know, whereas. And so this is interesting. That's the reason why I kind of got the goosebumps when Agatha said what she said. And I, I like that it was tied to something cultural for her as opposed to, oh, I need a cool cold name. I'll call myself Blah, you know? Yeah. Uh, the, I loved how the, the whole thing went, you're one of those. You're a Scarlet Witch. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That's how she gets it. Now, well, yeah. that's that's kind of like how, uh, that's kind of like how Fitz coined the term Inhumans mm-hmm. and he, when he's basically watching Daisy's heart rate. Yeah. Right. Now, going back, I love the last flashback of the episode is Wanda going to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters. Mm-hmm. We come to find yeah. out she did not take the body. Yeah. As assumed. Yeah. So now you've even more questions about, you know, what what's dude up to. You know, you so you fabricated video to make Wanda and well, not necessarily an enemy of the state, but an enemy of the state. Right. And yeah. see, it, to me, it's just making me think even more so that uh, Hayward is Hydra. Because I'm not, the thing is, he, he his name being the same name as somebody else from Ages of Shield, and I don't know. 
I, I, I maybe I'm taking a whole. It's all connected too much, but Hayward's up to something. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Eric, was it Saturday, Eric? You and I talked. Possibly. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. Haywood is a LMD. Oh, now see, this is, and I'm just going to like sidetrack, and and Mike thinks I'm picking on him, but I'm not. But I do hate it when he calls me and we start talking <laughs> because we will start into these conversations. And about midway through, I'm like, crap, we should be recording this. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, same here. So, yeah, um, I personally still believe that Ultron is hidden away in the mainframe somewhere. So you think Ultron is the one? I, I think I think Ultron is a player. Yes. I don't know that I would say he is the player. Ultron's a player. And this is where I said Ultron's a player within the LMD body of Haywood. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Ultron Mephisto. Now see, me personally, and this is this this fan theory is subject to change with the next episode. Mm-hmm. I think both of them are at play here. Mm-hmm. I think they're both they're coming into Westview from different angles. Right. Agatha is trying to figure out the source of Wanda's powers. I mean, that much that much is is solid. That is fact. Right. I don't think she's doing this on her own. I think she's sent in to investigate by Mephisto. Mm-hmm. And I think Mephisto is going to be exposed as quote unquote her husband Larry. Larry or Ralph. Larry. 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 No, wait. Well, whoever her husband is named, because I'm totally blanking on that right now. Because their wedding date, their anniversary date is June 2nd. Salem Witch Trial started on June 2nd. That's right. And witches, they typically make a you know, deal with the devil to get their powers. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it, it only makes sense in my head. Your mileage may vary. For her to be a servant of Mephisto in some shape or form. I agree. I agree. Now, on the other side, you've got Ultron, whether he is embedded in the server mainframe or if he's in like the spare memory banks of the LMD. My my only question about that theory, which I told Mike when we were talking, is why would you have an LMD of Hayward? Why would you commit the resources to a copy of him? Right. Because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there are reasons. I just can't think of them. Because uh, Maria, Maria Rambo, right? Maria is the mom. Monica's the daughter. Did not. My guess is she did not want to be followed through with an LMD. Okay. Especially since Monica has gone missing because of the snap. Yep. She's just going to pass away from the cancer and that's it. She didn't want to carry on. I keep dwelling over the loss of her daughter. Something happens with Haywood. They create the LMD when he becomes direct and is set for when he becomes director. And now what we're seeing is an LMD of, of Haywood. Could be. Um, I'm still under, I'm still under the belief that Hayward's ultimate goal, his end game, is an army of white visions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't. I said this. I think it was last week, maybe a week before. You don't basically retool the entire organization over to AI and robotics for the sake of just one prototype. 
Right. No, no, right. no. White, I mean, White Vision is the field model. He is the prototype. He is the test bed. Yes. At this point in time, I ask, when do we go West Coast Avengers? Because we are obviously very heavy with the Vision Quest arc within this. Let's just go yeah. ahead and, and start moving things west. Phase five. You think so? Why can't? Why couldn't it start with uh, with the Hawkeye series? I think it will happen with the Hawkeye because we don't. Isn't the um, isn't Hawkeye between between Infinity and Endgame? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but I I think what you do, what, I, you you repeat the process from Phase One. You use all the individual movies to set it up, right? And then. I said phase five, meaning the beginning of phase five, but this could be at the very end of phase four, just like at the end of phase one was the first Avengers movie. Right. So I'm thinking end of phase four, mm-hmm. maybe early phase five. Um, okay. The series takes place after the events of Endgame. So we're going to, so we would have a new Hawkeye. We would have white vision. Um, we would have, so, I mean, they could do their own thing with this. So we could have Ironheart. We would have, or, uh, or you could have Brody or Rhodey as Iron Man, but she was Iron Man for West coast. True. How long is he, how, how, how long is, uh, Don Cheadle's uh, contract? How long is he around? I don't for? know. I mean, cause so you, so you can have war machine or Iron Man, somebody in Iron Man armor. Uh, you would have Hawkeye. Heck, I don't know. Are we? Does that mean that we could possibly get She-Hulk? Well, we've got the She-Hulk Disney Plus series, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Heck, well, while we're at it, man, what? Well, let, let's get Wonder Man because there, there's been. We know that Simon Williams exists in this world. We know that Nathan Fillion. Yeah, it's already been cast. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's completely possible. Uh. I, I think that when the show ends, there's going to be a lot of there's going to be even more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but so this week is the last episode, right? This week's the last yeah. episode, unless we get that bonus one, which could happen. Yeah, I mean, it could. Don't know if it will. It might. Right. So, um, final thoughts. I mean, we covered a lot tonight. Yeah. <laughs> final thoughts is I cannot wait for the final episode. Man, it, I mean, I can't, I can't wait for a final episode, and oh, I, we still don't have the Luke Skywalker. Do we? Do we want to throw throw money or throw quote unquote money down of who we think the Luke Skywalker moment's going to be? Because it still hasn't happened yet. Um, Sweet Christmas, Luke Cage. I have a virtual dollar bill that says it's Doctor Strange. Still think it's Reed Richards. I see. I I'm with I'm 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 with Eric. I I just feel like I feel like it's Doctor Strange. I really do, and I think that because I I I I'm starting to get the feeling that um that Paul Bettany was trolling us. Other op- I, I just, other option that it could be, which was we brought up during the show, and wasn't he? Well, we know in the. Uh, first film we see him he was an aerospace engineer in many ways as well uh you're saying rope no i'm saying Um, oh oh (sighs) okay doom for him too Mm. well i I can't agree with you but i can't say you're an idiot either wow i'm fired a nickel for every time i was doomed by a puppet i'd have two nickels which isn't a lot but it's weird that it happened twice right I mean, so if 
Now, mind you, if a lot is going to have to happen in this episode, because if all of a sudden we find out that Sokovia is now in this episode, if the name of Sokovia changes to Latveria and there's all this stuff going on and all kind of crazy chaos is going on, Doom shows up. I mean, that'd be a heck of a star. Uh, that'd be a heck of a Luke, a Luke, Luke Skywalker moment. Yeah. yeah. I, my, my, the thing is, I feel like the safe money is on Doctor Strange because they, everybody knows that this movie leads into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. See, and um, I, I think that's. Almost- I, I, I don't see it being. I don't see it being Magneto because, well, Agatha gave us the big lie on that, so we. we I. I think Strange would be too easy, or any character from Strange films. I think Wong would be wrong as well. Mm. You know, two, well, I don't know, because two Wongs make a right. Oh, my God. Three left. (laughs) Two lefts don't make a right, but a third will put you back on the freeway. Yeah, that pretty much. Um, You know what? Just because, just because I'm going, I would take a dummy poker chip. And I'm going to throw it on Doom. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to take a dummy poker chip and throw it on Doom. So so we have we have Reed Richards, we have Doctor Strange, and we have Doom. Yep. And we'll be talking about that probably in the next episode. Or excuse me, issue. Now I'm doing yep. it. Next issue, we're going to have the gang from the Pop Insider. And when I say I, gang, I, I mean gang from the Pop Insider. <laughs> so on, on, I, I'm writing this down now and while you're writing that down i'm gonna say gentlemen it's time for us to go dark thing is in all three of these there's a doctor yeah like all three of them all three of them are members of uh of the illuminati just saying i'm sorry mike but so this is the secret lair of the west coast avengers i always wondered i'm special agent tony Donoso. yes we're the con guys as in comic-con and this is the con guys show coming at you straight from the heart of hollywood california with the news celebrity interviews and fun-loving opinions to help fuel your passions we are your ultimate insiders filmmakers writers actors costumers gamers panelists but most of all we are fans and whether it's sci-fi collectibles comic books gaming animation cosplay or fan conventions if you love it we cover it your behind the scenes look at all things con This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This has been a Weeby Geeks production.